Welcome ladies to the Sasha Eburn podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with an unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. Welcome to episode one of the Sasha Eburn Show, where we deep dive into the transformative power of one person's journey, my journey. Today, I invite you to join me on an extraordinary ride as I peel back the layers and unveil the untold story behind my path to where I am today. Let's start at the very beginning. I was born in Sydney, Australia, and I grew up on the Central Coast, only a couple hours north of Sydney. We lived there till about the age of 15, and then my family decided to move to the Gold Coast. Ironically, I didn't want to go. I love the house that we lived in. I love the school that we went to. And changing schools at 15 kind of sucks. Ironically, I now call Gold Coast my home and I've lived here quite a few times here and there in between. By the time I'd reached year 11, I was on my third high school and I really had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I remember sitting down with my mom one day. It's like, well, you have to choose something. If you're going to leave school, you have to go to TAFE. What do you think you'd like to study? The more and more we explored, she told me a story about her cousin that was living in London and working in a hotel. She used to work on the reception desk and used to get some really great tips. I thought that was pretty cool. Who doesn't love tips? We were quite fortunate as kids and my brother, my dad and I, we used to travel quite a lot. We used to ski. We used to go to different places. My dad used to live in Zurich for a couple of years and he also lived in Florida for a couple of years. So we were very fortunate to be able to go and visit him quite a few different times as well as some other countries around the world. So I knew what it was like to be a guest in a hotel. So I'm like, that sounds cool. Let's do it. So I enrolled in TAFE. I completed my certificate three in hospitality, and that was equivalent to year 12. I then got the recognized for prior learning into the diploma course, and I studied the diploma of hospitality and events. And that really made it apparent that events was where it was at for me. I loved planning events. I loved being creative and bringing things to life. Then, whilst I was studying, I got my first hotel job. I loved it. This was where I was meant to be. Back then, you could be 17 and working behind a bar if you didn't take the money. I thought that was pretty cool. The fact that I was serving alcohol, couldn't even drink it, I thought that was cool. Then, I'd finished my studies and all I wanted to do was leave home. I'd heard about these jobs that you could go and live on site, go and live in a hotel, go and work anywhere. Like, this is cool. The day had come that I got this phone call. I was offered a job in the rainforest in the Gold Coast hinterland. I was going to leave home. I was so excited. I hung up the phone and I screamed. I was going to move out of home and I wasn't even 18 yet. Funnily enough, or embarrassingly, I didn't actually hang up the phone. A couple of months later, I was living on site in this resort and having a couple of drinks with some of the managers. 
And the HR manager turned to me and he said, you know, you didn't hang up the phone when I offered you the job. I said, what? Yeah. He said, you actually didn't hang up the phone. I could hear you screaming. He said, I knew you were the right person for the job. I was mortified. Anyway, I had the time of my life. Those were the days when you would party all night with everyone in the staff village and rock up for the breakfast shift at 6am. It really set the tone for an amazing career in hotels. Hotel life took me to Brisbane, down to Sydney, back to the Gold Coast, back to Sydney, Byron Bay, and up to a beautiful island in the Whitsundays, Hayman Island, another beautiful part of the world where I got to bring so many amazing events to life, so many weddings. It was just an incredible place to be. Then I decided to fly south for the winter. Who does that? And my family had moved to Melbourne many, many years before. It was 18, I believe, from memory, when they moved down to Melbourne. And I thought that was where I needed to be. And it was cold. I used to scrape the ice off my car during winter. It wasn't fun at all. Then I realized that I'd been putting off what I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to go and work in a hotel overseas. And the only way to get there was to make it happen. So I sold all my furniture and I moved back in with my mum and my stepdad. And also my younger brother and sister were at home. It was an odd experience to have moved out at the age of 17 to move back as an adult. Interesting times. Every single day for a month, I applied for jobs in hotels overseas. Every day for 30 days, I jumped on an interview with the director of sales in the Middle East, and they offered me the job in the interview, and I couldn't believe it. I was going to jump on a plane to a place that I'd never been before. I'd never even stepped foot in the Middle East, and this is where I was going. The only thing I knew about the Middle East was sex in the city. And that's not actually filmed in Abu Dhabi. Spoiler alert. So I pack up all my things within a week. I've got a plane ticket on a plane to a country I'd never been to. I lived in the apartments at the back of the hotel and such a diverse culture. It was an incredible experience and I met some lifelong friends. One even works in the business today. Then it was time to move on from the Middle East and I landed a job in Vanuatu where I got to bring some beautiful weddings to life and I got to work with some really beautiful people to support them in their careers and help them to grow. And I lived in the resort. Housekeeping could come every day if they wanted to. Bottles of water could come, room service, you name it. However, it wasn't what it was all cracked up to be. When you live on site, it sounds really fun, but you're literally working all the time. You can't switch off. You might leave, but your event is happening right in front of your room on the beach. It was still beautiful. It's still a really beautiful place, and I hold it really true to my heart, and I hope to take my daughter back there one year. Then it was time to move back to Australia, settled in Brisbane, back working for a company that I'd worked for before, and then decided it was time to move home, the Gold Coast. Started working in a hotel on the Gold Coast near the beach and started seeing a guy. Six months into the relationship, he told me that he didn't want to have kids. Actually, he didn't want to have any more kids. He already had kids. Six months down the drain. I was just like, where is he? Where is Mr. Wright? I'm 30. 
31 by this stage. I thought I would have three kids and the white picket fence. Life doesn't always work out the way that we envision it. So I kind of already said to my friends and my family that if I was 30 and I still hadn't met the right guy, that I would explore the option of having a baby on my own. So I went to a fertility specialist to see what the situation was. And I half expected them to say, fine, you got plenty of time. No, not the case. I was actually told I might never be able to conceive. Gutted, devastated. I was inconsolable. Anyway, I was diagnosed soon later after surgery with endometriosis, which I didn't even know was a thing. And it really highlights the lack of education and awareness around certain fertility concerns in the country. And was told the only way for me to conceive at that point in time was to do IVF. So I chose a donor, thinking that there would be endless supply. I thought I was going to have a donor party, and it wasn't the case. It was only a couple to choose from. I literally decided within a couple of weeks of my surgery just to go for it. I went for it. It was a rocky ride, I'll be quite honest. A couple of weeks later, I find out that I'm pregnant. It was life-changing. It was 100% a pivotal moment because now I was responsible for somebody else. Nine months later, the best thing happened. My daughter, Brooklyn, was born and everything changed. Everything I did, I did it for her. I really wanted to give her the best chance of life, the best experiences. I just wanted her to learn and to be whatever she wanted to be. Fast forward six months and I went back to work. And literally within three months, the global pandemic, COVID happened. We were stood down. We were actually the first hotel in the country that became a quarantine hotel. So sales teams first to go. What were they going to do? Single mother, six-month-old baby, no income. Job seeker came in and a few things started to fall into place. A couple of jobs here and there really did what I could do to ensure that we had money coming into our family. We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build, grow and scale your VA biz to 30k plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VA Way Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full-time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success and build a thriving VA business, head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast started doing the body shop at home. Everyone was at home, so I might as well make some money and help people look good, feel good. And we did online parties. During the time of doing that, I sold some body shop at home to a previous client, then colleague during COVID when you couldn't sit in a cafe. We got our takeaway coffees and we went to the park and I gave her 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 body shop at home order. I said, what are you doing now? And she said, oh, I'm a virtual assistant. 
and I only wake three days a week. I sobbed. I was like, come again? What did you say? I was like, what is a virtual assistant? She filled me in. I was like, this just sounds too good to be true. There are so many different things that we're skeptical about. We just think we all can't do it. Anyway, I was just like, if she could do it, I could do it. However, I still didn't jump. I still had a couple of other jobs. I even went and tried a different industry. I had left hotels. I would left hospitality. And then one week, so I was in Facebook groups and I saw about 10 leads that I could apply for. Like, do you know what? I know how to set up a business. I've had a couple of businesses in the past. Mind you, they never went anywhere. I set up my business, created a website within 24 hours. It was a skill that I'd learned when I was, I think I was about 14. I learned to write in HTML code back then before it was really easy to make a website. So I knew how to do that. I knew how to create a website. I knew how to buy a domain name, register a business. Just like, only cost a couple hundred dollars just to get going. Within 24 hours, I'd secured my first client. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do both? What am I going to do? Anyway, I just kept on moving. I secured 12 hours with this first client. Then every day after that, I started to explore other clients. The leads started to come in and I started to have lots of conversations. Then I was just like, do you know what? I actually don't like my job. And I was just like, what if I had all the time in the world? What could I do with it? And I was just so optimistic about this. I saw the potential. I saw how many calls I was having and soon realized that I had skills already that were valuable to business owners. So I went in one day and I quit with only one client. Single mother, mortgage. I was shitting myself. It's like, what am I going to do if it doesn't work? I just thought I'd go get another job. Literally the day after I had had that conversation with my boss to give my one week's notice, I spoke to a friend. She said, oh, I'm hiring. I'm hiring a VA for my VA business. It's like, how did I not know that you had a VA business? And she said, well, I don't really call it a VA business. Okay. I went and subcontracted for her. I had had my second client. That experience I had with her was invaluable. Because I learned how her business ran. I learned how her systems ran and how she planned her days. And I learned every single day from her while still getting more of my own clients. Another week later, I was fully booked. 40 hours of client work because I kept on calling people. I kept on having discovery calls. Because I had no other income, I had to make it work. I had to keep on going. Every single day, reaching out, calling people, having those conversations. That's how it happened so quickly because I just didn't want to fail at it. I'm quite a competitive person in nature and it just had to work for me. Within six weeks, my weekly salary was more than my role in the hotel. I knew that I had stumbled across something and a business that worked and one that I loved I loved working with business owners around the country using the skills that I already had. I loved it. Then I got to the point where I kept on having these conversations and then realized that there was only one of me. There was only one of me and I had all these amazing skills to offer and not enough time in the day. So 
So I started hiring. I looked into how do you hire. I spoke to other VA business owners around the country. I had virtual coffees with them. I spoke to different people about the legalities of an employee versus a subcontractor. And within six months, we had a team of 10 supporting anywhere from 10 to 15 business owners at a time around the country. Then I decided, probably a couple months before we grew to that big, that I really wanted to help other people discover this abundance of clients, the work, using the skills that they already had. And I did some research. I'm like, how do I tell people about this? And then I discovered the world of business coaching. I was just like, that sounds like me. I could do that. So the more and more I explored and the more I showed up in my business and I showed up sharing what I had to offer, people started to ask questions. Then I really wanted to become a really great coach. So I went and I trained as a coach. I got my NLP practitioner coaching qualifications. That changed everything for me. And when I learned was very much lots of different techniques to always be moving forward without sitting in the past, sitting in overwhelm and how to move forward and really shift things and shift mindset. And I was able to double my income in my first month after doing my coaching qualifications because I really learned so many techniques self-belief, overcoming limiting beliefs and limiting decisions, many other things that I am now able to impart on the people that I coach. Now, we've just celebrated our second birthday and we have grown into a multi-six-figure business. We have a team of 12 virtual assistants onshore around the country. We do have two offshore. However, one is in Thailand and she's from the Gold Coast and our business manager resides in Germany with her family. And I still pinch myself every single day, the world that I have created, the opportunities that I've created for myself and for my family. And last year, my daughter and I actually spent all of August in Bali, touring around, living and working, just enjoying life in general. Like this is what it's all about. And we've also got nearly two years of international travel to make up for. And I love the fact that every day I get to decide how I live my day. If I want to finish early, I can go pick up my daughter from daycare early. If I see cheap flights to go to a country, we just go off to Thailand tomorrow, couple of weeks, the team are going to hold the fort. Super excited that I get to do that. We're going skiing in New Zealand in August and we're going on a cruise in December. So much time to make up for and we can just go whenever because I've set the business up in such a way that we can just be and just do and enjoy. And now my mission has pivoted. We still support many great business owners around the country and the team do some really great work with our clients. My mission and my goal is to support you, is support the listeners, support the people in the coaching programs because that's what drives me now. I have a deep desire to inspire and empower all of you to overcome your challenges and pursue this as a real life business. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. 
If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at Sasha Eburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.